And let's start on that note. <laughs> hey, Cousin Internet, it's me, Cousin Todd, with Mama's Comedy Show. And with me is Cousin Ali. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, he's got a dick in his uh, mouth right now. Yeah, it was uh, tasty. And a new cousin. Mm-hmm. Oh, Cousin Billy. Fresh blood. How you doing? Fresh blood. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's how you know that she's ready to be married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when she has that, that first blood. Got, got initiated <laughs> with the pickle story, and uh, now I know how it plays out here. Oh, yeah, Beth, <laughs> Beth is here from the podcast. One of those episodes. Did she bring her pickle again? Yeah, well, she oh. just talks about how good she was at sucking the juice out of a pickle. She's a good... It's something she really loves. She's a good juice sucker. <laughs> did you wait? Did you say juice sucker? Yep, that's okay. what I said. Um, <laughs> yeah, how you guys doing? <laughs> good. Good. Just trying I'm to get good. past the maybe anti-Semitism. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. He's Mexican. He gets a. Oh, he gets. He gets. He gets away with it yeah. then. Yeah. Um, um. It's a good weekend. It's my birthday weekend. Yay! Yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah, the big three O. Yeah, big five. Five more years, you can run for president. Yes, except you have to be born here. So, wait, there was that one guy. Oh, Obama, but he had fake papers and everything. Oh, okay, yeah, I don't. Have he had a fake ones. birth certificate. Yeah. yeah. Plus, he had, he was a smooth talker, and I don't I don't know. I'm if... not a smooth talker. I'm a smooth operator. A smooth, smooth operator. operator. Um. So, uh, let let me let me ask you guys this. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, I just saw this movie the other night called Infinity Pool. Either Never of you seen it? seen it? No. Real movie? Yeah, okay. real movie. Okay. It was, uh, Mia Goth and Alexander Skarsgård. Okay, yeah. All right, but never mind. We'll change the subject because it's just a weird fucking movie and uh, someone out there will have seen it. Okay. It's just weird? It, dude, it's so fucking weird, but it's it's good. It's like, enjoyable. Okay, so on a, on a scale of summer... That's what I would and, compare it to, and uh, I would say summer and inception weird. I would, I would, I would put it with. Let me give you the basic gist. All right, so this dude, uh, Alexander Skarsgård and his wife are at an all-inclusive resort in another country, mm-hmm. and apparently the other country is like it's not safe outside of the resort. You know, the, one of those types of countries, and and um, he and his my, wife meet, and it's like super bougie. Like you have to be rich to to go there. His wife is super wealthy. Um, and they meet this other couple, Mia Goth being like this young, attractive wife uh, mm-hmm. of this guy. And everyone's getting along and they're like, hey, we can rent a car and leave the facility. And they're like, wow, we, we shouldn't really do that. It's dangerous out there. And they're like, yeah, but they've done it before. Like, let's do it again. So they do it. They get drunk on the beach. They have a great time. As they're driving back, Alexander Skarsgård, and I'm not giving any spoilers. Like, this is mm-hmm. legit the plot. The plot. Uh, he hits and kills a, a kid. And um, or like a like a I say kid like a twenty was year it, old was it were, was it a, was it the first four year old no oh, no no okay, no, okay. no no uh, um, but uh, they get arrested and they have a policy there on this this country in this country of if you kill a the male in a family mm-hmm. the next in line gets to kill you mm, like that's uh, the punishment that we have here that way the family maintains some yes, honor sure but because you're wealthy and and like uh, uh, uh tourism is so important here basically we're, we're going to clone you and let them kill the clone but you have to watch it what the fuck yeah so, so this has got a sci-fi element it's not wow. just a straight so yeah it just goes way, way off the rails. Wow. Okay. It's called Infinity Pool. 
and it's streaming right know, now on Hulu. Alexander uh, Skarsgård. That's uh, he played Punky Brewster in the hit uh, '80s show. As good, good little piece of trivia. Yeah. Uh, he uh-huh. also voiced um, Alf in, yes. s- in Small Wonder. Yes. Yeah, he, he eats, he eats uh-huh. a lot of pussy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got I got nothing. <laughs> I, I just wanted to pull my phone out and Google who that was, but I just wanted to stay <laughs> here. Alexander in, in it, Yeah, I, you the name I know. I know the name. I got to see the I got to see the face. Yeah, he's a, he. Lo- he I, I think he, he's Nordic. Yeah, he's something like oh, that. Okay. Um. So so another story of a white guy goes to the foreign country. They're scared of 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 violence, but the white guy is the guy that kills. Right. The, okay. the natives, cool. very, yeah, nice. Yeah. very nice. But, it's a, but they get to kill him many, many times. That's that would be good therapy in real life. I feel like. Mm. Yeah, it, it just it's super weird. So check it out, and it it you know how uh, midsummer or midsummer, however you want to say midsummer. Yeah. Um, you know how that? Have you seen it? Nope. It's the movie. I've never done drugs. It's. The movie feels like what I imagine a drug trip would feel like. No. It's, Drug trips are fun. <laughs> Midsummer, I like I, a bad trip. Yeah, it's such a bad. It's so weird and like, and and fuck Megan Borkus for making me watch it. Oh, you didn't like it? No. Oh, I liked it. Um, I, no, we had to do. Uh, I was doing my my podcast, Real Drinks, and so we talked about that movie. So I had to watch it, and I'm like, this is the worst. This is so odd, strange, yeah. bad movie. I was like, "What the fuck did I just watch?" Is it the kind of drug trip like like Fear and Loathing? Did you guys watch that one? Yeah, uh, yeah that yeah. that made me feel, but not not as humorous as Fear and Loathing. Okay, there was no line about yeah. the bats. Okay, there's no like alligator people walking no. around. You know, no. yeah, no. that's still that made me feel things though. Like, oh god, the anxiety. <laughs> so oh my god, I feel like I'm tripping. Turned on, yeah. and then I got arrested <laughs> trying to fuck an alligator. And speaking of anxiety, <laughs> holy yeah. cow, have you guys seen the bear? Yes, no, I, I have. Not. Yes, finally, I can say yes okay. to you guys. Um, I'm not gonna no spoilers, but the episode with Jamie Lee Curtis is this, the, is this season two though? Season two. I haven't started. I haven't okay. started. There's an episode okay. with Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm not gonna spoil it, but, but she gets just... killed in the most horrific way. <laughs> yes, and, and there's there's gonna be six more seasons of the bear trying to kill Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the last one will be called the Bear Kills. Yes, though yep. um, the, the bear ends. Sorry, the bear yeah. ends. Um, no, it's. It's it's just a dysfunctional Christmas family get together, but you are so fucking stressed out because it is so stressful. Yeah, in that in that family scene, that this mm-hmm. whole thing, and everyone in this episode, brilliant. Com- compare it to the uh, the Thanksgiving episode of Dexter in the Trinity Killer season. Oh, way more! No, no, no. That was subtle. Yeah, that that whole underlying right. tension. Yeah, this is in your face yelling and and Jamie Lee Curtis. If she does not win oh, I've, I've an that. Emmy for this, something is wrong mm. because she's obviously like because this is back in. I want well, no, I, I guess it was the way it's set. It's a little bit of a flashback, but not horribly far back. Uh, spoilers, but now we know it doesn't happen now. Yeah, <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> um, but. You could tell she's obviously schizophrenic or bipolar, depressive. Mm-hmm. You, you could have stopped with she. When you said she, I assume. <laughs> I, bad driver. Uh, um, um, yeah, but she is freaking brilliant. Every, Bob Odenkirk's in this episode, yeah. too, and he's brilliant. Like This is the restaurant so show, right? Good. Yes. Okay, okay. So this is 
the 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 owner Carms and you know his brother who passed you know mm-hmm. it's yeah. their family Christmas get okay. together which so I it's don't just a, there was no family in season one it was kind of more right, right. yeah okay. so it's bro so good but so stressful I gotta I, was, I gotta I start like, watching it I can only imagine because have you guys ever worked in a restaurant was oh, that yeah. ever one of your yeah well I'm a no? performer so yes I'm a good actor so I don't <laughs> have to do that yeah, bartender for ten years um. The capture what they capture in the kitchen, like that fucking anxiety with the behind knife corner. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit! I'm fuck. I feel like I'm back. Yeah, you're and having flashbacks. I was yeah. I was freaking out, but in a good way. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. so I worked at a, at a bunch of different restaurants, and I have experienced that like high anxiety. You're in the weeds, and mm-hmm. I remember I worked at this restaurant in um, downtown Winter Park. Were you front of house? Uh, yeah, I was a server. Okay. Um, and there was a a chef that we had. His name was John. Do, and this was like a fine dining restaurant, mm-hmm. you know, like when people sit down, they're going to be there for an hour and a half to two hours. And um, I have fucked up like an order before and panicked. And this this one chef was so good. And he went, Todd, don't worry about it. I got this. And that like any time I fucked up, it was like it was like a, if it was a movie, he would be my my bagger Vance. You, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like like he was like, don't worry about it. I got this. And then he would get shit done. Oh, there's no shoe dropping? From no. The other oh, I thought oh, he was, was like, and like, then he took out his knife because yes. <laughs> they're fucking but it was just, bags usually. It, yeah, usually. Yeah, and that's what I was yeah. used to. And that's why when you go back, like that's one of those places where I learned to say, hey man, I fucked up. Like not, oh, not to make oh, yeah. an excuse. I fucked up. I, I need a steak medium rare right now. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, sh- fuck you. Like, that's normally yeah. what, how they'll, they'll act. Uh, but this dude, so, uh, I worked at a place called uh, Pete's Bubble Room. Used to the be Pete's Bubble Room? Yeah, the one that was here in Orlando. There are two, or there's one, only one left in South Florida. It was uh, made famous from the movie uh, with John Ritter. Um, uh, uh, um, Bubble Boy. Problem Child? <laughs> Problem Child. Damn it. Problem child. It's it was this really eclectic mm-hmm. restaurant. They had a train that goes outside of the building and yep. comes in through little holes. There's oh, like shit. you can sit in like half a car. There's a tunnel no, of love. Yeah. So uh, it was filthy. It got shut down by by the <laughs> health department. It turns out having a train that runs outside of your building to in it just loads of rats just coming in on that train. <laughs> Bird shit. And, yeah, all uh, kinds of, yeah. Oh, Oof. dude. The the expo alley had rat holes in it. I remember one lunch break, or we were on lunch, and uh, the kitchen staff just rips the oven away from the wall, and they're just throwing stuff around, going, God, oh, oh, oh. I, I run back, yeah, fucking rat. You would go into like the, uh, the dry storage room, mm-hmm. and just above you, you would hear, oh, God. Yep. I mean, infested. And then we all showed up one day, and there was a note on the door that we were closed. <laughs> go, go figure. And and and. But honestly, they, they were closed, but not because they were shutting down. They were shooting ratatouille. <laughs> a lot of people didn't know Badoo. that. I will say their desserts were probably some of the best in town. Their red velvet cake. Mwah, oh, that's my jam right there. I love me some red velvet. I mean, cake. it's just chocolate. Yeah. Do you have? The, do good. you guys have the capacity? Do you think you could kill a rat? Oh yeah, I've, I've killed rats. Yeah, because we had a restaurant, going back to the restaurant, yeah. uh, the chef, there was a rat, uh, and he took out, you know, the fucking giant knife sharpeners that they use? Those right. Basically, police batons just <laughs> fucking wailed at him. Dude, you're savage. I, 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 don't, Dude, think I, I, I up, don't think I have that. I grew up dirt poor in a migrant farm working town where rats and roads, uh, like all that shit was What around, does it taste so. like? 
chicken. <laughs> Uh, um, I don't know if I could. I mean, maybe at one point in my life I could have, uh, maybe. But I remember I was working at uh, one of the theme parks, and they put the glue traps down. And I have never felt so bad for an animal in my life. Seeing a rat that was stuck in a glue trap, mm -hmm. because it had chewed off one of its feet trying to get out. Oof. And it yeah. was just, just like, I, I don't know, like for some, somehow seeing that, I've seen one when I was growing up. Uh, we had some in the house, and and uh, my mom put rat traps around. Mm -hmm. And I just remember sitting in the living room. I was probably four years old, sitting in the living room, and just see that. Yep. And she, my mom, freaked out. Called the neighbor. Neighbor came over and pulled out this giant ass rat trap with a dead rat. And I remember seeing like it was broken in half. Mm -hmm. Like it was like it was not just like in a cartoon where Jerry is just like you know thin at the waist. Right. <laughs> I mean it was. His no. guts were coming out of his mouth, um, yeah. but uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think I could right now. I, I which I eat animals, mm -hmm. so clearly I don't have a problem with the process of killing an animal. But my assistant is uh, is vegetarian. You can say Canadian. She, oh, she's also <laughs> she's also Canadian. Oh, double whammy. Yeah. Oh, she's my ticket out when shit goes sideways here. I'm a I'm a Canadian he thinks, citizen. He thinks that, but she's also brown. So yeah. she, as long as she has that that Canadian passport, that's the only color that matters to me. Uh, so, uh, Billy, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Ooh, well, I, I kind of want to drop this tidbit. Going back to your stand up and how you're going on Comedy Central soon. Is that what you said? No, 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 <laughs> no. no, no, no. Okay. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, I actually took Ali's class like four years, years ago. Or, yeah. And I mean, complete ripoff, waste of money. Yeah, God, that's what I've heard so much. I've right, heard. but I met him, which was cool. He's he's very funny, and, and he actually taught me a lot. In all reality, he teaches you enough, but never enough to surpass him. Right. <laughs> 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 yep. Don't use that. Don't exactly. don't use that joke. Don't use that joke. Next thing I know, I see him on stage. Yeah. What the fuck? That's he's my on joke. Comedy Why Central. Did I do it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I only did like five open mics mm -hmm. after that. And dude, it's fucking tough. It, like it everything sucked. you said of open like mics. you're gonna get your dick knocked in the dirt and all this shit. And you're like, yeah, 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 because you have that. You get that showcase at the end, and mm -hmm. it's all your fucking family and your friends. Yeah. So they love you. So you're you have the best show. You're like, oh my god, I'm famous. I'm fucking <laughs> Bill Burr, baby. <laughs> And then you go out on your first open mic, and it's just fucking cricket after cricket, and you're like, damn, this is tough. Maybe you should it's... not do open mic in a field at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perhaps, you know, perhaps, but... Uh, the only yeah. applause you hear is that rat trap going off. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I do want to get back out there, so I'm just waiting for my balls to grow back or, no, or, or whatever. Uh, no, just, what's just... funny is I get students that will, and for the most part, my students, I'm going to say 75% of my students yeah. are bucket listers. They want to do it one time. Yeah. They don't yeah. want to do it. They're just like, I just want to do it once. I'm like, perfect. I completely like understand that. But mm -hmm. when I oh, get yeah. people like Billy who have a talent for it and can and shape their stuff, they'll stop doing it. And then inevitably, I'll get a text. Hey, so... Are you going to be teaching level one again? <laughs> I, I wasn't going to do it again, but I'm going to do it again. I just, I'm itching for, I've written some stuff. I never stopped writing. And I'm like, yeah, it'll get you. It, 
It's it's fun. It's exhilarating. It's scary. Like I've talked uh, about it before. Like I've talked because I've never you, done. No, no, I've never done stand up. You have the demeanor because I've I, seen you in these shows. Yeah, you, you, the ninety nine jokes I, and, I, and all that. Yeah, can you imagine if I just do ninety nine? <laughs> oh my god! So what? I need an occupation. Yeah. Occupation. Uh, no, I've thought about doing it, but I've I've told people in the like in the past, like because I have bits that I've written down that I think, oh yeah, this is this is more stand up y. And do you remember them though? Because I go through my Some notes them, and I'm yeah. like, what the fuck did I mean? But it's like yeah. a, it's oh, like three it's like three lines all the time. Uh, yeah. I, I look at my. I can pick up my phone right now and look at some premises that I thought of and go, "What the fuck is that?" I have zero clue what that if, means. If I were to go up for an open mic night mm-hmm. and I like, I know, I know me, and I know how I would do it is, uh, I would go out of town. I would go out. Of t- I wouldn't even tell anyone. I wouldn't tell a single person. I'd go to Tampa. I would do an open mic there and then come back and Thanks. then take what I learned. Yeah. And- that's and that reminds me because one of the open mics I think the the, the final dick knock in the dirt was size the bartender here mm-hmm. and my guests they're like oh uh, you're doing stand up let's come see you and it's one of the open mics at uh, Bluefish or whatever the thing Fatfish next door yeah. Fatfish Blue and it came to, and I fucking bombed yeah <laughs> and I was like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna kill myself yeah and I just I never did it again that's how, that's Which how you end the act yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep, a little Shakespearean. Pull out, a, uh, pull out a gun and go, hey, so you guys are going <laughs> to determine how this bit ends. <laughs> so I, I was looking at my notes to look for mm-hmm. obscure, just random things, not even a fleshed out joke. And the only reason I remember this one is because I, I am going to put this one on stage. But I just love the fact that the only thing written down is pussy as a font. <laughs> <laughs> and my, my idea, the premise is, it's like being so high with your friends that you start describing vaginas and font and font language. Like, dude, I was out with this girl last night. Yeah. If I had to describe her vagina, I'd say... Uh, I'm gonna go Helvetica. Nice, she had that nice Helvetica. Nice. I was with a girl. Her vagina was so fucked up and beat up. Oh. Zingbats. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and don't even get me started on impact. Oh, you don't want what? that. <laughs> yeah. So that's the idea. Yep. But yeah. Comic Sans, chill, babe. Yes. <laughs> 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 Fucking Comic Sans over here. This guy. This guy. Yeah. So that's that's what that is. But yeah, it'll just be random shit. Mm-hmm. Like, what the. Oh, yeah. Yep. Because I'll, I'll be driving. I remember. I don't really do so much anymore. But it'd be like you know, like this could be. And let's see, nervous ticks. That's it. That's all I wrote. Yeah. Probably while driving. What the fuck? What no, you were thinking about actual ticks, like on the back of a <laughs> yeah, dog. Hey, nervous like, ticks. Oh, I'm so nervous. You think you're scratch us? It's a baby tick. Right? I've never bitten a dog before. I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> um. I just there's just so much random shit. In yeah. Here. Like like because I write books. Sometimes do if there's really? a yeah yeah oh, I've got shit. seven of them out. Uh, sometimes if I have a bit that I think is funny, mm-hmm. I'll try to work it into like having something that a character says. Cause then it, especially when it's supposed to be aw- an offhanded comment, then it's way funnier than if you go up on stage and tell people this is going to be hilarious. <laughs> and then you tell a joke and crickets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, I was doing the improv at the same time, like mm-hmm. the sack improv shit. Um, so now we've been doing that for years. So I feel more confident to go up there. But the thing with improv is you're with like, you know, yeah. tonight we're gonna be with three other three other dudes. Yeah, and if you fail, there's other people. But stand up, right. it's like this is my shit. This I'm gonna you. tell it to you, and if they don't laugh, like, well, I guess I'm not fucking funny. That's why you start off the night <laughs> and go. All right, I just want to preface this: all of my jokes tonight were written by one of these other guys. Yep, uh, yep, yep. yep. Uh, depending on which one you like, they I wrote theirs. Yep. Uh, That's why I always take Josh. I take Josh to every show. <laughs> <laughs> just need a laugh. I just need that, that one that laugh. one person in the audience. Uh, I had a, I had a dream 
about I told you about this. I had a dream that Ali and I were doing a dual stand-up show. And the way that it worked was like it was he started doing stand-up and then when it got to a natural point where it was conversational, I would jump in and then segue into a few minutes of myself and then it would go back and forth. So you were still doing like stand-up bits, but there was that in between crossover of like improv, make it up. Yeah. Inspired by um, and, work. And, and I'd never seen anything like that before, which is why I was like, Oh, that was kind of a cool dream. That was a cool concept. Yeah. There's uh, I mean, I feel like there's a market for that. Um, I don't know. Do you guys know subject to change? They perform up in Sanford. It's an improv group, uh-uh. whatever, whatever they were doing a nice thing where they would have like a 20 minute opener, which would be a local stand up. And then they would do their improv set based off of the shit that they said in their jokes. Right. So there's there's something there. Well, the the original concept of Mamas was going to be sketch and improv, and then the, because it was duty humor, which was a sketch comedy troupe that we did, and Ali was the only member of the sketch comedy troupe that said yes to an improv show. Everyone else, who are all brilliant, brilliantly mm-hmm. funny people, were terrified. Michelle came and did yeah, like she did she did some, but the very first night she performed. She walked off stage and said, I never want to do that again. Wow. It's amazing. A lot of people think improv is like the scariest thing. It's like, just say something. Well, <laughs> it's and, like but, it, it'll come to you. Like it's, and I, it's, it, I will say it, it's easier when you have funny people to bounce yeah, stuff off. For because sure. there are plenty of nights where I walk off the stage going, man, I was the dead weight that tonight. Mm-hmm. Or, or there are nights where you come off and I go, man, I fucking killed tonight. Yeah. yeah. But because as long as there's one person to fill one of those slots, like you're all good. Yeah, and it's yeah. like um, like last week. I was not happy with my performance last week. I felt felt it was very flat. I was like, I wasn't making strong choices. I was like, ah, I just didn't. We had a really weird strong. start last week. Yeah. The show the show overall was good, but Ed doing the Family Guy bit at the very beginning. Oh of the my show, god! It, the very first scene, Ed decided he was going to do Family Guy, which we've never done. Like, where we're just going to do an entire scene as something else. Yeah, and it didn't land. And because it didn't land, it then became an uphill battle. We oh, won the audience yep. back, but it was an yeah. uphill battle after. Yeah. And, yeah. and he's like, we, and this is something like the, the, with the bee sting joke that Andrew said, there's something that, that we do that I think is super, super helpful. If someone bombs, you're going to get uh, lambasted <laughs> and it's going to be brought up a hundred times yes. during the show. Yes. We're going to remind the audience of that dumbass joke you did yeah. that, that uh, Andrew derailed the show. That, Andrew, during our pre-show, we're telling our, our jokes. Andrew told this horribly Horrible. racist joke. And it's not even funny, though. It's yeah. not even clever. There's not, it's, it was, like, it's just mean. But he told yeah. it, and silence. I've never heard silence like that. I mean... It, the loudest silence. It was Oof. maybe five seconds. Oh, which and feels th- like an eternity. And then we leapt on him. Yes. And we pointed out to the audience how bad it was. And then at any point in the evening... If he told a joke that didn't land, we would go back to his punchline from that joke. <laughs> Three beast, and, bee stings. Yeah, and the audience would eat it up. And at the very end of the night, we got to call back that original joke, and it fucking killed. Killed again, yeah. Yeah, and it was like a full house. It was great. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, but when we when we talked to Ed about it, too, I, yeah. he and I have been talking about it, I go, the, the, the problem with it was by making it family guy, you handcuff now we have to do it a certain way. Right. Mm-hmm. You've got to do this. you got to do that. And, and, and then he admitted he doesn't really watch Family Guy. <laughs> so it'd be better. So, he went, so he's butchering yeah. uh, so an he's already like, bad All I choice. know is it's Rhode Island. So <laughs> Yeah, that's it. And there's a baby and a dog or some shit like that. Yeah. Man. But but at that point, and, and honestly, 
you you rely on other people and everyone did uh commit to the scene mm-hmm. and jump into the scene um but i mean i i feel like i could have come into the scene as like a, and i thought about this like right after the fact i was like i should have come to the scene as like a director and i cut guys this family guy thing is not uh yes. and just turn them all into actors who mm-hmm. were playing those characters mm-hmm. and then and then tried to do something else but it was i it was too late yeah. But I mean, that's the other the thing that I the, one of the things that I love about this show that we do is if you see a scene that is, I would say, 98 percent of the time, we're knocking it out of the park. Mm-hmm. But if you're if you're one of those two times where a scene doesn't land, we're going to cut it short. And then the, the next scene is right there and it's going to do better. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a better scene. Um, and then there there are plenty of nights where it's just like hit after hit like where the Mm. audience and you can tell early on and that's the whole point of the a material the jokes before the show is to really kind of warm the audience up and give us a you know the bee sting joke you tell that bee sting joke and we know there's a line now that andrew sacrificed himself he jumped on a grenade in front of us to show us where the line was that i that that is the only thing I'm nervous about for tonight is those jokes. That, like how bad how bad should how fucking how nasty do I, I don't I don't know what the uh, what's the guideline for. Um, I mean I mean I don't I mean don't be racist. Don't I feel be like racist. Don't, that's, yeah. that's just being a human being. But don't be racist. Women are always fair game. Yeah, um, especially when we don't have one in the show. Nine Eleven is right uh, there. Uh, you know that joke about nine eleven? What? Which you said one? you'd never forget. that's the time i set my alarm for in the morning oh my god okay i won't (laughs) do that one then there was i was gonna do knock knock who's there 9 11 oh you said you'd never forget forget. (laughs) (laughs) i know that one uh god that there was a family guy bit about 9 11 that it was the uh the one where he was where he took over the life of James Woods and he went on a talk show and yes. he was talking about it. He was like, we're doing a, a movie about, um, uh, it's a it's a real comedy piece. It's on 9-11. I'm a window washer at the World Trade Center. <laughs> He's like, I just finished my last window. I turn around and what do you think I see? <laughs> He's like, yes. <coughs> uh, but like, we, we did it with duty humor. We did, um, mm-hmm. I mean, our first duty humor show was what, the, the year after 2002 i think so we didn't do 911 like because we were satire but we we were kind of uh uh parodying how people were profiting off of it mm-hmm. and i think that's I, I think it depends on the angle that you take you know you can't punch down you can't make a joke about the people dying but right. you can make a joke about you know it's like like with the gay pride stuff that we're seeing now like you you don't want to make a joke about you know at the expense of the the gay pe- person or or whatever but the companies who are like, oh yeah, we're gay this month only, you know, like yeah, they're fair game. Yeah, say, I mean, same thing with Black History Month, you know, where it's like, yeah, Target, good job, way way to go this month. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yep. Um, it's funny because when I, I teach my students and stuff, um, there's a clip by Dana Gould that I show every time, and it's um, every class. It's anything can be funny, uh, and he and he goes just to just to uh, prove that point. He goes anything can be funny as long as you do it in the right context. He goes, just to prove that point, I'm going to start my my show off with an AIDS joke, a rape joke, and a joke about 9-11. So he does three huge topics and highly controversial that you do hear people going, that's never funny. You can never joke about that. 
Um, but you can. You just it has it's got to be clever, and it has to be funny. Mm-hmm. Um, like funny over feelings. If it's funny, you'll forgive it. You'll forgive mm-hmm. if it's right. if like because like I love when I get ripped on. If it's funny. That's oh, yeah. what I'm like. I can't even come back, dude. That's fucking great. Um, I get more offended when it's not clever or anything. I'm like, dude, make an effort. Yeah. I'm like, just just try to make an effort. But yeah, I love that thing because he talks like I've I've been in shows where people where audience members like just the mention of the word rape, they turn off. They don't even hear the joke. And he does a great joke about that. And he goes, if you think about it, any whistle can be a rape whistle. Except maybe a slide whistle. <laughs> That's a brilliant fucking joke. And it has nothing really to do with rape. Yeah, no one it's got about raped the whistle. In, the, in the joke, right? But there are people right now that just hear that word and it yeah. instantly done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah was, and I've tried like desensitizing people to the word. Like I go out in the parking lot and just start screaming it. Yeah. You know? Nobody comes running. <laughs> I just I should start screaming fire. That's a uh, joke about what they tell women to actually shout. Because mm. no one will come if they... Well, no one will come. If you Hello. Oh, hey, uh, no one will come if they hear someone screaming rape. But if you scream fire, everyone runs outside. Mm. That's why I set fire to my victims. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we should we should wrap this up. Uh, we, got, we got a good audience tonight. We got a pretty good audience. Nice, tonight. nice. Uh, so, Ali. Yes. What did you learn tonight? I learned that making love to someone is a beautiful thing as long as you set fire to them. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, Billy, what did you learn tonight? Well, just to piggyback off that, uh, don't ever yell rape, or nobody will keep the rapist off of you. Yell fire. Yeah. And uh, don't use a slide whistle if you want to. <laughs> 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 Uh, and I learned something tonight too I learned that um, impact is a, just a juicy juicy pussy <laughs> <laughs> alright we're Mama's Comedy Show we're here every Friday night at 8pm call 407-363-1985 to make a reservation also like our Facebook page and uh, give this comment uh, or give this podcast a uh, a comment in the review section see I, yes. I pulled that shit off <laughs> Uh, Ali, where can people find you? Uh, at Comedic Actor, um, which apparently people can't spell. Uh, comedic, C-O-M-E-D-I-C-A-C-T-O-R, Comedic Actor. Uh, I'm on uh, Facebook. You can find me on TikTok. I have a video going viral right now. Um, man, y'all love dark humor. You love the dark jokes. I got like almost 700,000 views on this. And it's an Andrew joke, which yeah. is the one that he told here. Um, so come check me out there and uh, and on Xbox at Comedic Actor. Or that uh, that one commercial that I saw you in like what? a year ago. Oh, God. It's with Pete Alonzo. Oh, yeah. That's Mets. right. That's what I haven't talked to you in like years. And I was like, dude, I just saw you in a fucking commercial. Yep. That was, that was shit face watching the Mets game with my buddy when I went to go visit him. Mm-hmm. And that just blew me away. Here's <laughs> the uh, Mets and Ollie. <laughs> where, where can uh, people. <coughs> where can people find you? Well, I. <coughs> Todd's dying. You really, Todd's dying. You really, you really meant that, huh? <laughs> I had a, I had a mint in my mouth and it broke apart. Oh no! <laughs> oh my god! Dude, you know how many views we're gonna get if he does die though? Right now? Yeah, and people, I might Dude. get famous. Uh, where where <laughs> can awesome. people find you? 
um, I don't have like a page. I mean, my name is Billy Mailer, M-E-H-L-E-R. I mean, I play in the corner gallery. That's an improv troupe. Uh, we play out in Oviedo. At, uh, we'll, we're going to bleep that. We'll bleep that out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually play with Franco sometimes. He's in the group. So you uh, we'll, Franco, we'll bleep that out. Cousin, cousin, cousin Franco. Francisco. Yep, Cousin Francisco. Uh, so yeah, come watch us out in Oviedo. Penguin Point Theaters. I think it's so cool. They might have changed the name to Imagine. It's new ownership. Very nice mm. people. Nice. Um, so yeah. Love to have you. Oh, you can also see me at uh, Todd's funeral in roughly a week and a half. I don't. Half. I think I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, that day. I so, am too. I'm gonna yeah. stop by. You can find me at the uh, hospital, uh, <laughs> dying of asphyxiation. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.